Are you ready to businessify your art life? Well, you made it to the right podcast here with Starlight Artist Insights. I'm Kimberly, owner of Starlight Art Consultancy, and each week you'll get to know one of our partnered artists and hear from them discussing personal and the business side of art. Are you ready? Let's go. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate you taking your time out to, to talk to me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad you're doing these. This is going to help everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's what I figured. I figured it helps you get to know the artist and then people listening or watching can also you know, learn more about art and all that stuff too. So, um, so I guess we can just dive right in. So if you want to actually talk about yourself and your name and your artwork and your little bit about your background. Sure. I am Angelique Vacha. I am an abstract artist and my background is very varied. <laughs> um, like most people, I've been making art in one form or another my entire life, whether it was uh, doodling when you're a child, coloring books, drawing. And then when I was a teenager, I was taking every art class that was available to me in high school, photography classes, painting classes. And I was constantly, I was very big into music. So I was always drawing band members or, or album covers or something like that. But like a lot of artists, I have a family that uh, loves the arts. It's a great hobby. <laughs> this, isn't, this doesn't make you money. Only lucky people get to be artists. Only special people get to be artists. It's very difficult. Get a corporate job. Yep, I've heard that. <laughs> yes. I, I'm sure it's a tale as old as time. So um, I did. I went to school, I have a degree in criminology. I was going to go to law school. Um, I did bookkeep. I saw how miserable these lawyers were and decided not to go to law school. <laughs> um, putting in 80 hours a week and having no life. And okay, you have money, but you're miserable and you don't get to go spend the money because you're always at work. Exactly, yeah. And I thought that's not the life for me. So I've stayed in the that world for a long time because it's what I knew and it's what paid the bills. Um, then I started getting into uh, writing and screenwriting and filmmaking and messed around with that and actually produced a web series and a couple of short films and I really loved all of that but it wasn't it was creative and it fulfilled something but it wasn't the thing. Right. So uh, I got married and my husband is European and I moved to Europe and I had the pleasure and joy of playing and being a housewife. And <laughs> we were living in England and Brexit happened and Brexit got really ugly yeah. thing in the country. Um, my husband's from Poland and uh, there was a large faction of people over there that have a, an opinion that if you are not British, we don't want you there. That's terrible. And seeing the the fight that was going on, the struggle between the people who wanted to stay in the European Union and the people who wanted Britain back for itself and the people who loved the immigrants and understood that it brought something to the whole country and the people who wanted them out, it just, to me, it created all of this noise and ugliness and and just a really negative environment. And the only thing I could think to do is 
art. So at this point, I picked up a paintbrush, and that was the first time I had painted. I had done chalks and pastels and all that sort of stuff, but I had never really painted. And I picked up a paintbrush, and I haven't put one down since. <laughs> what do you think um, drew you to that medium? I don't know. I, I don't know if if it was seeing all of the colors and bottles and there's this, this process of choosing and mixing and squeezing and spreading and it so it added this like meditative you felt like you had control but you don't really yeah do but you don't but you do <laughs> <laughs> kind of like life <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think you have control but it looks different <laughs> exactly exactly so um we had gone into the little village uh area that we were close to and they had a store that had sells all kinds of, I want to say it's similar to a Michael's, but they also sell books and things. So think of a bookstore with a craft section. I love that. I wish we had that here. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be great? Yes. So um, uh, we had gone in there to get a gift. They have, they also sold greeting cards. So we've gone in there to get a birthday card and a book for someone as a gift. And I looked over it and saw the paints and this was in the middle. And I'm like, I, I, I need those. <laughs> So they were I started grabbing, started grabbing paints and papers and all of that stuff and took it home. And yeah, I just, I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. I love that. It's like your intuition was calling and you actually like answered it and went towards it. I don't think I had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. I think sometimes when you have your intuition, like you can ignore it, but it's going to keep calling you. So until you actually do it. <laughs> louder and louder. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I love that. So what advice would you give artists just starting out, especially if they do come from maybe people who care about them, but are kind of having them shy away from art and the art world? Oh, gosh, if you got like another extra hour. <laughs> I have so much advice. <laughs> um, they have your best interests at heart. Yeah, they're, they're giving you advice from a loving place but you have to do what's right for you. Absolutely. You have to live your life. They can't live it for you. And as safe as they might want you to be, they also want you to be happy. And if art is what makes you happy, if it what makes you jump out of bed in the morning and gives you passion and keeps you going, do it, do it. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff in the world that wants to tell you you're wrong, you're bad, you're inappropriate, you're not enough. And if you can find the stuff that gives you that, gives you that confidence, makes you feel good about yourself, makes you feel like you can bring something to the world to change it and make it a little bit of a better place, stop listening to all the people who are trying to talk you out of it because they're trying to get you to behave the way is comfortable for them. Absolutely. <laughs> so just follow it. Don't listen to it. Don't. Shut up the outside voices. Just tell them, leave me alone. <laughs> I love that advice because it's we often find it's the people who are closest to us that we care about their opinion kind of holding us a little back. And you're right. I think it is. it, it usually stems from a, a good place because they're afraid or something like that. But sometimes the only way to really be successful and move forward is to just ignore it all. <laughs> 
Um, so what, so obviously last year, 2020 was like a strange year for all of us and kind of has continued, but, um, what was your biggest takeaway during 2020? It, 2020 completely changed my focus with painting. Um, it really pushed me in a direction. It, it opened up a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the reason, even more so than what Brexit had given me. I think with Brexit, there was so much negativity being thrown around in the world. I wanted to bring some positivity. Right. So everything, everything I was painting then was about, I would think of a positive word and try to abstract it. I love that. So I would think of the word calm, or I'd think of the word passion, or I'd think of the word uh, trust, or just very positive, fulfilling words and try to abstract that. With COVID, it was very interesting because, you know, I artists typically work in a very solitary environment. They're in their studio. They don't have a lot of interaction with other people. It's one of the things I love about being an artist. <laughs> I, I think most artists are introverted. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> and um, I noticed because I had to work from home that it was really noisy outside. And I was so used to having this nice, quiet environment. And it was really irritating. And so I found that I was trying to paint quiet. How do I paint quiet? <laughs> <laughs> it's been taken away from me and I need it. So I, I, whenever I have those epiphanies, I'm like, I'm not the only one feeling this. Right. No, I'm not the only one feeling this. So I must be some sort of conduit or channel to bring this forward for other people. So this has become my entire goal with painting right now is painting quiet. What does that even mean? It's so different for so many different people. I've asked so many of my friends, what is a serene moment for you? And some people say it's sitting on the beach. Some people say it's a walk through the woods, listening to rain, listening to birds sing. <laughs> some people it's actual noise. Right. For other people, it's pure silence. For some people, it's the whole environment. The, if you go to the beach, the, the combination of a warm sun and warm sand and constant waves and that constant white noise in the background. So now I'm like, I could spend a lifetime exploring what does it mean to be quiet or serene or calm? And how do you even translate that to the canvas? Can I translate it? Right. That's so interesting. Do you, um, do you find that you interview people more for like the artwork you're doing, like to get ideas since it's so, um, you know, based on interpretations? I don't typically. Um, but when this topic came up, it, it started feeling like such a large word for so few letters right? <laughs> that um, I, I had to start asking friends and family the question of what does quiet mean to you? Because I know what it means to me and I can certainly paint what it means to me, but I want to explore all of it. What if I find a different quiet that I never knew existed, even for myself? I don't think of walk. I'm not a woodsy kind of girl. I'm a beach kind of girl. I live in California. You know? <laughs> so um, 
the idea of going into the woods and just sitting and listening, would that feel quiet to me or calm to me? Or would I be, you know, constantly looking over my shoulder, where's the bear? Right. <laughs> it's like survival mode when I think of the forest. Yeah, right. Bugs <laughs> and snakes and all of that sort of stuff. But, but maybe there's a moment where you're sitting, you are sitting next to a babbling brook and I've experienced a whole new level of quiet or form of quiet. And then how do I translate that? I mean, all of this is exciting to me. I think it's a word that could be explored for a lifetime. That's so incredible. Is that so what does 2021 look like for you? Are you continuing that or are you adding something totally different to it as well? I have found that uh, everything I'm doing right now is getting much more simplified. And I have to believe that that is a result of 2020. Yeah. Because of the stuff that was going on in politics and the crazy. And the, I mean, as if we weren't being inundated enough with constant commercial, all of that stuff to me is noise. Right. On TV, constantly telling you, you have to buy this because you're not enough, or you have to do that because you're not enough. We get so much of that. And you would think it would have quieted down in 2020 because everybody went into, oh my God, the whole world's sick. We need to band together and help each other and help. But U.S. politics took care of that. <laughs> exactly. I agree. It felt, felt like it got noisier, um, like social media and you write commercials, just everything. Um, so I find that so interesting that for what you would think would be a quieter year, because a lot of us went more internal, it felt, like you said, very noisy. Now, I think a lot of amazing things have come out of 2020. Uh, it's almost like somebody turned the lights on and we've seen the cockroaches scattering now. Now we know who the cockroaches are. Yeah. <laughs> so now we can do something about them, right? Exactly. And I think a lot of people got to spend a lot more time with their families that they had never been able to do. You had people who picked up a new hobby, found a new passion. Uh, relationships ended that probably should have ended. Maybe really some relationships started that wouldn't have otherwise started. I mean, there's some beauty that came out of it as well. And But I think the biggest takeaway for me was to simplify even more. Like, I'm almost going minimalist at this point with the stuff I'm working on now. Whereas you can see behind me. I was me, just going to say that. Is that your some new work? No. Really? No, this is one of the, this is uh, one of the, paintings where I was thinking of happy words. This one's called Dance. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So for me, it's simplifying, minimalizing. I'm really exploring what color does quiet look like. What does that look like for you? Honestly, for me right now, because I'm such a beach girl, it's blues all the different shades of blues, the, the turquoises, the more, even more green than the turquoises, the navy blues, the gray blues. Like I, I could play with blue forever, I think. I love that. So that's what I'm working on right now. But then that, of course, you know, art, an artist's mind immediately is, well, can I make red quiet? Because red is usually a very in-your-face color, you know, it to is. attention. Yeah, it's not something I usually gravitate towards, whether it's like clothing or artwork. Um, 
because it does for me seem loud. But can I make it quiet? Yeah. I, I will get to that question of can I make red quiet at some point? I'm not there yet, but yeah. Oh, uh, percolating in the back. <laughs> I love that. It's such a, I think we don't stop and think about art being noisy or quiet. You know, it's just something like, you get a feeling from it, but it's interesting to kind of look at it from a different perspective. I think so too. I'm also exploring in that same, I mean, all of it, texture as well. I mean, I think for some people, if there's a lot of texture on a canvas and it makes you want to touch it. And just for a moment, you know, you're just just softly, slowly running your hand across a canvas. I know they don't let you do this in museums, but I know I always want to. My paintings. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you touch mine because they're, yeah. you can't hurt them. It's plastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I also think about does that constitute quiet? Because for a moment, I have pulled you out of the noise you've got going on in your head of I need to take care of this errand. I need to call this person back. Oh, this person said this to me and I did they really mean all the chatter we've got going on in our head. If I've pulled you out for just a second that you wanted to run your hand across that canvas, does that count as quiet? Did I create a quiet moment for you? I, I mean, I, so much to explore with this. It's crazy. It is. It's interesting because it's kind of like um, it broke whatever thought process you were in, you know? So okay. when you do, this is so interesting because actually I do a lot of like meditation or self-hypnosis apps because of so much chatter. Like there's so much noise in your mind, just thinking, um, replaying things or thinking about what you have to do later or someone, some, you know, something someone said to you 10 years ago, <laughs> like it's usually kind of all up there. So if something can like snap you out of it or break it, it kind of does give you that like piece of quiet, like you're shifting your thought process. So I love that you're incorporating like a visual and then also, you know, feeling, touching something to do that. That's, I feel like you're on a, like a path of another form of art therapy. I might be I, <laughs> where it takes me. I don't know. Oh, I love that. Fascinated to find out though. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> So to kind of switch it up, I love asking this question to all the artists because everyone has a totally different answer. But how did you feel when you first made your um, your first art sale? It's funny. Um, you had sent me that question and I was thinking about that. And it, it's probably an answer you're going to be very surprised to hear. It felt normal. Really? Yes. It felt normal. It felt like this was supposed to happen. Oh, I love that. That is a very different answer. Usually people feel, you know, excited to um, nervous to kind of like, oh, it's just, this is something personal that someone is now taking. And I love that it felt normal. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't come across arrogant. Or <laughs> just, it felt, how do I explain? I had envisioned it so much. Yeah which one would go first where would it go who would be the person that would buy it i have this strained belief that if i'm inspired to paint something it's because there's somebody on the planet that's asked for it i love that that gave me chills oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
So for me, the, it being purchased is just the next logical step. They asked, I was the conduit. I painted it. I'm, I'm the one who was open to receive the idea of it and translate it on the canvas. I don't know where they are. They don't know if the painting exists. It's a matter of, are we going to match up at some point? But then it would be the next logical step that they would buy it. So yeah, it just, it felt like, yeah, this was who this painting was supposed to go to. This makes sense. I love that. It's, it's so much of um, kind of like how we all, some people's feelings like a shared collective, you know, like we were kind of all sharing the same, you know, wavelengths and being able to tap into someone else's thoughts or ideas. That's yeah, so I, I think we are on some level. I think we are on some level. I mean, I, I think mean, too, yeah. Don't we? We all want to be loved. We all want to love. We all want, you know, comfort and safety. And I mean, we're all the same. It's so true. I had this conversation with someone else before um, about we kind of do all want the same thing to love, to be loved, to be seen. Like when it boils down, we're pretty much the same um, thing. So we are. We are very connected, even if we don't think about that we are. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so that. I love all this. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk Ooh. about this. Um, so besides Starlight Art Consultancy, where can people find you to look up your work and also like purchase it? Okay, I'm on Sachi Art. SachiArt.com, I think it is. Um, I don't sell print, so I know a lot of people have things on Fine Art America and you know, Society6 and a couple other places. Um, that's not my thing. So I don't have any of those sorts of things where you can buy myself on products or rents or anything. Um, I, for me, when you buy a piece of my art, just as you are an original, I want you to know that what you purchase is original and there is not another one like it on the planet. Awesome. But that's my thing. I totally get why other artists sell prints and things, especially when you've got something very commercial or pop artist that people really love. Right. So, um, Sachi Art, I'm on Instagram at abachiaart, A-B-A-C-I-A-A-R-T. Thank you. I was going to ask that. <laughs> I have a website at abachiaart.com, and you can also contact me through there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I will link all that um, in, like, the show notes below when we um, upload all this. And um, is there anything else that you would like any artists to know or think about when they're creating their art or their art business yes follow your bliss 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 Don't to the outside voices be true to you there's only one of you you're the only one that can paint like you i don't care if you came and stood next to me and did every single brush stroke i did with every the exact same color i did it will still not look the same because there is only one you don't give up on it Thank you. I love that. I, I try to instill that with any artist I talk to, especially like younger artists just starting out. Um, it People purchase things from you because of you. It, you know, they make a connection with you and it's the way that you do what you do. <laughs> and you're the only one that can do it. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And I, I think there's too much... Um, too much emphasis put on 
I've been doing a lot of research on these artists from our past days, and I, I appreciate their mastery and stuff, but for example, when you go to art school and you're taught to paint like them, I totally get learning the techniques. You need to learn techniques. You need techniques. But there also needs to be this encouragement of understanding who you are and what you want to paint, and that that has value, tremendous value. Those people wouldn't be the masters if they didn't paint their way. Exactly. I almost feel like there needs to be a class taught specifically on you are enough. I love that. Maybe that's the next thing um, that you create. Oh, I have ideas for other stuff, but somebody <laughs> do it. And, and if they do, I, they've got my full support. <laughs> I love it. Um, so thank you so much for doing this. And I'll send you an email later about um, when this goes out to the world and all of that. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you so much for listening. Your time is the most valuable thing. And I'm so grateful you spent it with us. If you felt this was helpful, I would appreciate it so much if you could share this with someone you feel would love it too. Thank you.